Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Rootspace Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And I went with one of my favorite tweets just recently. Any Cubs prospect questions? Do you have any Cubs prospect questions? I like answering that, asking that, answering that, asking that every week or so. And seeing what is out there, what people are wondering about. Uh, People are now pretty much to the point where they've stopped asking about when is Braylon Marquez going to pitch, where is Braylon Marquez, what's the situation with Braylon Marquez, etc., etc., or even Miguel Amaya. One question that I fully expect, and I'm as much doing this podcast to iron out my thoughts, iron out my thoughts as anything else, um... I want to talk about the Arizona Fall League. And usually this time of year, it's about ready to start putting... T- it, usually it'd be a little bit earlier. Because usually the season runs April through early, early, early September. And then by now, the Arizona Fall League is already going. This year, the Arizona Fall League is running late. As the minor league seasons ran late. And people are starting to wonder who's going to be on the Arizona Fall League roster. Which is absolutely a valid question. Who should be on the Arizona Fall League roster? The problem is this year, and there are two of them. One of them for hitters, one of them for pitchers. And they're both kind of the same. But let's let's roll it back to... A normal season, 2017, 2018, 2019, whichever season in there you're specifically looking at. Uh, Let's say there is a hitter who was supposed to get in 400 at-bats. He was expected to get in 400 at-bats during the season, but he missed a month and a half due to a whatever it was. So instead of getting in his 400 at-bats, he only got in 250. Only got in 250 at-bats, and he needs more at-bats to be where he should be for having played an entire season. And that would be the type of guy that would be added to the Arizona Fall League roster. Add the guy who, really, he needs a little, a few more at-bats to get his full season in. And you could look at the rosters to an extent and say, you know, this guy could probably use a couple more at-bats because he missed a month. This player here... This pitcher here missed two months. This guy here, etc., etc. You could pretty much spell it down as far as how many bats did you expect this player to have during the season, or how many innings did you expect this pitcher to get in over the season, and work it from there. The pitcher who was supposed to get in 115 innings but only got in 96, you might send him to the Arizona League to get him the extra innings so he can get in his added development. This cycle, it's different. This cycle, it's entirely different because, especially with pitchers, we don't know what their appropriate number is. In case you don't know what I mean by that, we don't know what their appropriate number is. Take Edward Elsley. How many innings do the Cubs want to get Edward Elsley this year? Uh, 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 I don't know. I have no idea what his number is. 
It's probably over where he is now because he hasn't been shut down. But as far as how many innings the Cubs had targeted for Ed Browse, I, I don't think anybody knows. Nobody's quite sure. Um, Cubs have a pitcher in AAA in um, <laughs> Ben Leeper, who has pitched sensationally well in AA and AAA. But now he's at the point where, well, I don't know if the Cubs want to get him more innings. Well, how many innings did he pitch last year? Zero. He pitched zero innings last year. So how many innings do you want a guy who pitched zero innings last year to pitch this year? We don't have a, we don't have, you know, how the um, NFL head coaches have the chart so that they look at the chart to decide if they're going to go for one or two because they don't want to have to decide at the last minute. They want to have it written down. So if, uh, you know, if you're down five and you score a touchdown, then you should go for we don't know what that chart is for any of these pitchers because we don't know how much they had, how much work they got in last year. We don't know how much work they've gotten in on the side this year. We don't know how many innings are the magic number of innings because last year, in other years, if you have a relief pitcher, let's say he goes 60 innings one year, 65 innings the next year, and now you're in a season where he's gone 60, 65, and now it's getting to naming the Arizona Fall League squad, and he's at 55. Well, yeah, you know, if it went 60, 65, you'd probably want him to get 70, so you'd want to have him get a little bit, a, a couple more innings. That would make sense. But this year, when you have that big old zero in the middle for everybody, how many innings do you want? I have no idea how many innings you want to get this guy. I have no idea how many at-bats you want to get hitters because it's really difficult to know how many innings should Alexander Can how many at-bats should Alexander Canario get this year? The Cubs don't have a book on him. The Cubs are learning as they go. How many innings should Daniel Palencia get? I don't know. None of these guys. It's Nobody has any idea. Cam Sanders, how many innings? I don't know how many innings he should get. And the teams that manage that, not only in 2020, not only for 2021, because there have been a lot of injuries. There have been a lot of injuries in 2021. But the teams who best manage, not manage well even, the teams that best manage, how many innings should this guy be getting? How can we keep this guy healthy next year? It's a bunch of the Ben Leeper thing. Yeah, he could pitch more. His arm's fine. He, he's not dead. He, he, he's not unable to pitch baseballs. It's just, they don't want him to pitch anymore. You pitched enough. You know, last couple, three games of the year, we need you to pitch an inning. Okay, that's fine. But there's no reason to push Ben Leeper into games just to have Ben Leeper, ow, my, my arm hurts. My shoulder's sore. I've had this happen before. I know what's going on. It's not good. He's done enough. So what you end up having with a whole bunch of players in all of the 30 organizations, how many innings should this guy pitch? I don't know. 
How many bats do you get? I don't know. So since you have a whole bunch of guys who, I don't know. Should Brennan Davis go to the Arizona League? It would kind of make sense. It's generally a good place to send a hitter who's been doing well. Now, uh, uh, problematically, you don't necessarily want to load up all your position players at one position, but uh, Brennan Davis makes a bit of sense. Nelson Velazquez might make a bit of sense. Jonathan Perlaza might make, make a bit of sense. Alexander Canario might make a bit of sense, but they're all outfielders. You don't want to send four outfielders and nothing else. So you want to have a, a mix of players, and it's really hard to know which players should be sent to the Mesa Solar Sox because whether pitchers, whether hitters, which guys really would benefit from an extra month of baseball. Now, decent chunk of that is most of them probably would benefit from it. You know, if you take, um, oh, who, who do I want to grab? Um, Bryce Ball. Let's take Bryce Ball, for example. Send Bryce Ball to the Arizona League. Bryce Ball would benefit from going to the Arizona League. Whether he's successful, whether he's not, he would get extra bats against quality pitchers, and he'd get to further develop his batting eye, which is already really good. So he would benefit from it. But when you have like eight guys you can send, you want to send the eight guys that are going to most benefit. So now who are the guys that would most benefit from going to the Arizona League? Frankly, the Cubs have a whole bunch of talent that's at the lower levels. A whole bunch of their talent really isn't Mesa Solar Sox ready. They really aren't. What you're basically looking at normally is double A, triple A. And with the Tennessee Smokies, they have a whole bunch of guys who are on COVID watch right now. And I'm not, um, not sure it's a good idea. I mean, not sure it's a bad idea either, but, um, I, I don't know if he's healthy. I don't know if he will be healthy. I don't know if he will. It, it, it's tough to say. A whole bunch of the players that are with the Smokies really can't go. And with some of the pitchers that are with the Smokies, do you want to bounce them back from COVID protocol to pitch 10 or 15 more innings? I don't know. This is a really difficult season to know who to send to the Arizona League. Here's an off-the-wall call. Here is a completely off-the-wall call. Anuris Rosario. Talked about him in my most recent podcast, I think. Until three weeks ago, the highest level he had ever pitched at was the Northwest League, which no longer exists. Now, recently, he's been sent to Arizona, and he's uh, now he's been sent to AAA um, Iowa, and he's gotten in six or eight innings of relief work. Well, Anuris Rosario, does he make sense as a, as a fall league guy? Because if he's pitching well, he'd benefit from being in the fall league. He certainly hasn't been overloaded by innings. 
I wouldn't be overly surprised if Anuris Rosario is named as one of the people to go to the Fall League. Why not? He would benefit from it, probably. Um, yes, he is Rule 5 eligible, but I doubt he would be claimed off of pitching in Arizona League. I, it's a tough call. It's very difficult to assess which players make sense. I like to send a catcher. I like to send a catcher. It's not a mandate. It's not an every year thing, but I like to send a catcher because I really think catchers who did not get overworked during the season, and really teams usually do a good job in the minor leagues. They will have a two or three catcher rotation. Sometimes the catcher will DH. Sometimes the catcher will play first base. So he's not catching 120 game season. A number one catcher isn't catching 90 games. He's just not. That's not how it works. He'll usually, catch, you know, he, he might catch 40 or 50, and then he might play some first base, might play a little DH, maybe he's a third baseman, left fielder, wherever you're sticking him. But you're not going to have your number one catcher on a minor league squad catch more than 60 games. So if there is a catcher who kind of, for whatever reason, makes sense, then... They are useful ads to the Arizona Fall League squad because they haven't played a whole lot. They could actually probably use, I don't know what, eight or ten more starts spread out over time. So what catchers would the, uh, what catchers in the pipeline would the Cubs consider? Well, Miguel Amaya's hurt, won't be him. Um, who, who are they even? Uh, not even frankly remembering who they have Eric Castillo. Um, Romine, but they, they really don't have a whole bunch of stuff going on at catcher in the first place. So, at triple A. Um, one of the ideas I like is Harrison Wenson. Cubs acquired him mid-season from California, Anaheim, and he's done fairly well. He seems like he is a, um, pitcher channeler, sort of a catcher. You know, he's not afraid to go out and read the riot act to the pitcher when he's not doing this or that or whatever. Uh, hits a little bit, um... If you get him to the um, Arizona Fall League, that means he will stick around the next season because he would have to sign a successor contract. I, I'd just soon have Harrison Wentz in the organization next year. I'd, I'd have him in there. But there really aren't a whole lot of obviouses as far as um, have to get Nelson Velazquez more at-bats. Well, if the Cubs have already decided they're going to protect him for the Rule 5 draft... I don't know that it's all that more important to get him a whole lot more at bats and possibly, you know, you don't want to ever see somebody get injured, but stuff like that will happen. If the decision's already been made to keep him in the 40 man, on the 40-man roster over the winter, adding him in late November, there's really not a reason to have him in the Arizona League. It's tough this year. It's really tough this year. A whole bunch of things have all come together, and it's really difficult to assess who belongs on the Arizona Fall League roster. Um, we'll see. We'll find out. Um, 
Rafael Morel possibly might make sense, but he's played pretty much every game for Tennessee. So does he make sense even? I don't know. It's really difficult. I see I have eight notifications. Probably some of them are questions about the Cubs pipeline. I'm guessing at least two of them are, who are the Cubs going to send to the Arizona Fall League? So I'd probably better get to my question, answering questions from the question that I asked. Um, but yeah, when it comes to Arizona Fall League, it's tough this year. It's really hard. Which pitchers ought to be getting more innings instead of ought to be getting shut down? Because so many pitchers, regardless how many innings they've thrown, uh, no, you're, you're at your limit. You're at your limit. Which guys are there that are significantly below their limit? I don't even know. Thanks for stopping by. Have a great day. And let's see. Uh, Jose Miguel Gonzalez in Myrtle Beach. Chris Clark in South Bend. Iowa is going with Joe Biagini. And Tennessee, surprisingly, nobody knows that. So you have a great day. I will talk to you later.